Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's good, man. It's uh, good, 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 good to be alive. How's your How's your week been? You, wait, I know how how some of your weekend went. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, pretty good. I uh, I I went out and drove my car and managed to not die. That's good. Um, Considering it was so much slush and snow and ice in this area of the world. Yeah, a lot of gross uh, slush and snow and ice. Um, our buddy Pat, a uh, friend of the show, uh, had a birthday uh, yesterday, day before. I forget the exact date. Also also um, known as I, Klingons and Dragons Pat. That's right. That's right. Bjorn. Bjorn. Or, or Bjorn, if you're <laughs> and Al-Kai, even though there's no J. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Inside crossover jokes. I do have one last session of Klingons and Dragons that I need to edit, and just been too crazy with the holidays and everything. But uh, so his birth, my birthday was last Wednesday. His, and his was Saturday, he, and his was Saturday. And uh, and so some of our friends uh, rented out one of the theaters at uh, the AMC, and we watched um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, how how was uh, it to be back in a movie theater after all this time? It was an AMC theater. I mean, yeah, AMC. I mean, it's not a fancy AMC. Yeah. It's you know the normal. I mean, I used to live in Bloomington, so I know what that theater is like. Mm-hmm. It's a normal, normal AMC. Yep. Um, nothing, nothing super. Not, fancy. not those uh, super um, recliner chairs with the the uh, you know TV yeah, trays on n- them or anything. You know, none of that. They they don't serve alcohol. It was <laughs> very. It was very dead. Like I think we had our private showing, and they weren't showing any other movies so when i i popped out to use the bathroom there were just employees there cleaning which was kind of strange it was so weird i went, but, I went out to uh, get a drink and they were closed like it was yeah. like half hour into the show and you know once the show started they closed concessions down I was like wow right wow it's it, you know it's a ghost town yeah it was weird because uh i you know i've, I've said on the show i've been to a, a couple shows i think i've been to two maybe three since the covid times hit and this this felt very packed to i mean it wasn't it, it by any stretch but it it was the most packed of any movie that i've been to uh like every mm. other not every other like every other row was blocked off there was no one in the front and yeah i mean i mean you say packed this this was if you're i don't know this i mean there's 20 there was 19 people there is what, what it was yeah yeah i mean the the theater was divided into two sections which is pretty standard i think in some places there there are more like three but there's an aisle in the middle at sort of ground level and there are rows closer to the screen and rows further from the screen that are more that are more stadium they're more elevated yeah uh there was nobody in the front um they had every other row roped off yep so you couldn't sit right behind anybody mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, we had 20 people in the amount of seats that could probably seat 80, 100. E- easy. I don't know. Easy. I'm, bad at, well, it, I'm bad at judging those kind of numbers. Yeah, well, there's like 20 per row about at least. And then there's okay, yeah, so there 10 really or almost 200 like people there. Right. Two, two 300 seats. Yeah. yeah. So like less than 10% capacity. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you say lots of space. I mean, I've not been... I've not been to a movie since Sonic the Hedgehog, which was pre, <laughs> uh, pre lockdowns, and the like long stretch of time between going to the theaters is not new for me. Before we started doing the podcast, I had gotten to a point of going to the theater like 
once or twice a year right anyway right um I, I gotta say, I gotta yeah, say, it's, it's, it's different. Just like everything is different. It's it's uh, uh you know right now no refills and yeah no refills uh, no and, and the I, I, Sydney and I immediately said like the popcorn does not taste the same. It it just I don't know what they're doing, but you can't they don't mix butter with it for some reason, and then they give you the butter with it and these little mm. bitty cups, and it's like cold or something. It's just it's not the they same. They must be. I mean, they're they're all the equipment is getting cleaned now, and the and the high school kids <laughs> working making the popcorn are not touching it with their bare hands, and so you're missing all of all, that all that uh, flavor, all that all that patina, all that extra flavor. <laughs> well, I, I will say it it definitely tastes different, like a hundred percent. It totally does. Every every time we've been there, and it's so much so that I, like I would devour a small popcorn, and and now I just take a little bit of it, and it's it's just okay. Um, and and like you said, they don't they don't really give refills or any kind of that stuff. The, uh, but yeah, this was this was the most people that I've seen in, in the theater, and we were you know the uh, I was going to be with Shelly, and unfortunately she fell ill, so it was just me. And there were three seats from the aisle. Where I was in the back row, three seats from the aisle, mm-hmm. and the next person to my right was like seven seats away, right ish. Uh, so they were pretty far away, and but still it was it was. I'm using air quotes packed because that's the most that they have. And I, and I started thinking like, because I've been to movies and I know that they didn't have even a ha- not even close to half that amount. They're like, these little private parties are more money than if they would have opened it up for just general seating. Right. So I know they're not making mm-hmm. a lot of money, but you know, it was only like 120 bucks or something to rent the whole theater. This is what it's come down to. <laughs> Theaters have to yeah, hundred twenty dollars yeah. is, is, um, is a profit. We had that we had that conversation um, uh, because Pat and Brad came over to uh, to Trotsky's after, and we played uh, an old game called Nexus Ops. Mm-hmm. Um, we might talk about that a little later. But Brad said, um, "What do you think about this renting the the theater out thing? Like, is that is that the way?" going forward <laughs> um you know and that that led us into that uh that interesting that interesting conversation and i'm like well boy what's your what's your cost benefit you know what's your return on a bit like how many times do you have to rent out a theater assuming you have you know friends to, to make use of it and and all that kind of stuff where you're saving money and real estate compared to having like what pat had in his old house a full on, you know, dedicated theater room, which is hard. Like, yeah. you know, you could probably do it and Pat did it. And if I bought another house, I could do it myself. But if you've got, you know, a spouse and kids and stuff, it's hard to have a whole room dedicated <laughs> right. to just, just theater. Like it's not, it's not. And that's what Brad said. He's like, it's not the cost. It's the space. I'm like, yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Like how many, how many hundred, and it's, I'm sure that it's cheaper now because of the because of the pandemic but how many times a year do you have to pitch in and cover a hundred dollar uh exclusive showing fee within your group i i tried to do it with my family and i think we just we either couldn't work out the schedules or there are too many small kids right now and then like you don't want to ask anybody to babysit it's a whole mm, yeah like I, I w- logistical uh, I will challenge say, but i will say it's this yeah, it's the same ahead. thing like that we have um that I've said before on the show when, when I've gone to the theater and it, and it, we've said this, I'll just repeat it a little bit here is that 
while everyone's different and their experiences with theaters are different and, and I clearly have, you know, some kind of emotional ties to the theater place, the, when I, it was cool sitting in the theater, it was just fine. It was like a neat little, you know, different kind of type thing. And my friends were around, which was fun and, and neat, but that wasn't a big deal. And then when the lights went off and the movie came up, which watch we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm not sure if you said that. The, um, it, just when the theaters came off, it's like the, I was very aware of how I felt in that moment, like that everything went away. No one seemed like they were in the theater to me at that point. It was just dark and the theater was in front, the movie was in front of me. And mm. sometimes I have this kind of, because now I don't go to the movies often, hardly at all, um, where I used to go all the time, I can kind of have that uh, reflective moment of, you know, oh, this, what is this feeling that makes me feel happy or whatever? And, it's so funny, but I, I kind of pinned it down to the fact that I go to the theater and I know there's people there and, and it is a shared experience and that's kind of part of it. But when I watch a movie theater or I watch a movie in the movie theater, it's it's very much like tunnel vision. Like I don't really notice a lot of people around me. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people don't think that. They're like, oh, I hear the people talk in the corner or someone eating their food or there's a, a light that goes on over there. You know, I, I just never, ever notice that. I, and I don't know why, unless somebody is really being obnoxious. I it was as soon as those that lights went down and the Indiana Jones theme starts playing, I was in it. Right, I was I was in my little world mm-hmm. of this really big screen with the sound all around me, and then it was just me watching the movie from then on out, which was it made me feel good, you know, have that kind of thing. And I don't have that experience at home because I'm sitting at the couch, I'm laying on my side, or you know, whatever. You know, walking in the lights are all on and just not the same but anyway it was fun yeah yeah for sure i um i don't know i am probably because i am very what's the word i call it situational awareness but that's the that's the positive way to put it um i'm i'm uncomfortable and awkward in in public social situations and so I, I am still aware of people around me. Uh, so I don't know about that. I'm also, I'm extra sensitive to it now because of the, oh, yeah, even more so. because of the pandemic and the, and the masks and like, are we wearing masks? Are we not? Are we <laughs> you're, they want you to have them on, but you know, if, if you're eating popcorn or something, obviously you can't, you know, do that practically. So there, there's no rule for it and you have to just, uh, you know exercise some common sense there but uh all of that aside i did i don't know if this is because um of the theater thing with the dark lights and the loud sound and the big screen um but i noticed things about this movie that i didn't notice uh when we watch it now it's been almost two years ago that we watched it Mm. right this was on our list yeah um let me yeah i i agree with you 100 percent find it that it, that it, it being on um, the big screen and maybe because we have been watching so many movies and now we talk about them ad nauseum yeah our our third <laughs> i looked at this it says january 2019 and i'm like well that wasn't two years ago it most definitely was, definitely two was years two years ago. Ago, right um the the 28th we were actually pretty close to um well, that's when the episode went live, not when we watched seeing, it. Seeing it about two years. Yeah, see, almost exactly two years later. And it might be because I recently learned that 
Indiana Jones is vaguely modeled after um, an old uh, pulp noir um, character, pulp fiction character, which, I mean, old books yeah. from the 30s and however long that lasted. Not not, 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 the, not the, the Samuel L. Jackson pulp fiction, but... Yeah, uh, the, that concept, which, of course, the movie Pulp Fiction is based on those pulp novels, but... Yeah. Um, there's a character whose name I always forget that uh, Indiana Jones is based on. And so then watching this movie again, I was much more keenly aware of how, um, how f- not necessarily film noir, but, but a little bit noir and a lot Pulp Fiction. Uh, this movie is, there's a lot of um, what I call Kirk light. Yeah. Where, you know, uh, Harrison Ford steps into a scene and he steps just so. So there's like a narrow band of light just on his eyes. Yeah. Right. And the rest is really dark. Um, I call that the Kirk light. That's how they lit <laughs> almost all of the, the women that Kirk falls in love with in every episode of original series Star Trek. Wow. That's funny. Um, but you, there, there, there were a lot of things that kind of mirrored or or paid homage to um casablanca right with like him coming into the bar it's reversed because it's her bar that he comes into instead of the other way around yeah um and and all of that kind of stuff um i didn't notice until pat reminded me uh as we were leaving and, and people were talking that indiana jones is really kind of a passenger in that movie yeah it's it's such a great way to watch that show <laughs> like everything happens like the way that it would have happened and um of course i still always have the same um have the same observations having played D D. we're like oh it's there's this and like he thinks he's gonna do this but then the plane catches on fire it's so on rails <laughs> he he, right. he has i will say I, i've always thought I'm not always. I I think I heard that last time we watched. That's what made me remember it last time we watched Probably. that. But I, I uh, since I'd heard that, it, it's something that I, I find some kind of a joy in. But that being known, he, he, he does have some agency in, in the show. Like he does have give the um, the the Nazis a thorn in their side all the time. So like, course, like, like he's, course. he's always slowing them down and they, they still go on with things and do the things they're going to do. You're totally right. But like they, they were going to fly the plane, which would have flown it straight to Germany. Right. Right. So the fact that right. they go to this Island on, on a submarine, uh, is because he blew up the plane and they were, he was going to have that one guy was going to have Marion, but then he kidnaps her back, you know, or they, he kidnaps mm-hmm. the, um, he takes the ark away from him. Remember when he escapes and then uh, they get it back to him when he's on that ship. So does that, uh, does that submarine never submerge? By the way, I don't think it, it's so weird because he's on top of it. I saw <laughs> that I seen it twice and I looked at that. He's on top of it. It looks for a second, like he's looking down for a hatch, but then it just like fades into a different scene. And where you know, they do the little travel scene where it's like going across the Mediterranean. Yeah. And yeah. then, play the music yeah like he, he didn't clearly get in the ship i don't think right. and then he's he's outside he was just it's so silly there's it's great because the, the show is still good i mean we we don't review it too much because we've already yeah, talked about it. it's course. still good but things you get to notice on the big screen are 
things like uh, really bad, uh, I don't know, now we call it CGI, but camera tricks or something where... Effects. There's a lot of... There's a lot of what's clearly green screen, or maybe it was still blue screen back then. Yeah. It's not. It's not awful. It's not like, you know, the the Ewok movies or something where you can, you know, clearly see the outlines and you can tell that the one thing is film behind, you know, people sitting in a stationary car or something like that. Um, but yeah, like there's all this lightning and stuff, and even stuff that you, you wouldn't think would be set like that where there's no like there's no magic happening behind them you're just like oh it's not it's like um uh what's that movie called where everybody's on the roof the whole time um, um you said that i was thinking with, that hangover with, but that's, that's... with no with it's the the movie with the oh high mark line yeah, yeah. i've never seen it yeah. but it's a it's a where like they're on this roof, but the the whole thing is is CG, not CG, but it's green screen the whole time, and it's really bad. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, yeah the, and and, yeah, and you can see it a lot more when it's on the big screen, and I mean, you people notice it. They're like, yeah, I can notice that right. on TV. You can, you can, but when when it's on this huge screen, it's like, oh my god, like this is so blatantly fake, right? You know, and it, well, it's it's like when we talked about um, a Wonder Woman eighty four and. I said the you know the the physics and stuff didn't seem that bad to me, but I was watching it on a TV from across the room, mm-hmm. um, and I couldn't really tell. And that's that's same kind of deal. Like I was more keenly aware of shortcomings or quote unquote flaws in the visual effects um, because I was seeing it on a giant screen for yeah. the first time. And and and, you, and people listening are, are right. It was the you know eighties. It's it's what it is. That's that's fine. It's we're not critiquing. It. It's just kind of a a comment. I I commented as we walked out of the theater. The just most stark, the most stark one was is how the weird cuts in that movie happened just inexplicably, and they don't even try to rhyme them together. I'm gonna, I'm pointing out two of them. One of them is that they're when they're running, he's chasing them to try to catch up to the ark. It's like after the plane explodes, and he's chasing mm-hmm. after them because they're taking it in a truck. And he's going to stop it. I don't know what his plan is here, but he's going to stop it. And for some reason, this convoy, when he starts attacking the convoy, doesn't stop to kill him. They don't like pull over and like, let's take care of this guy. They keep driving and never stop driving. And right. right and he's just continually this pest, you know, this character who's running around this, this, uh, this ship or not ship, this truck and everyone around convoy, them just yeah. let it happen. And there's even a whole retinal, uh, like regiment of people in the back of that truck, and they don't come out until halfway through after he's walking around the, the truck and everything for a long time and driving it. Um, and then, but throughout that whole scene, they cut through different locations for no reason. Like all of a sudden, the guy runs off the side of the road, and they're in the Grand Canyon. Like, what? <laughs> what? Where did they get here? And then another scene. The the next shot. They're in this like oasis where there's palm trees and things, and they're supposed to be in Egypt, right? And then it goes back to the desert again, and and I'm not talking about. I know these things are in Egypt, but they're like completely worlds apart type shots. Um, and then another one was sure when Marion and him are running away, trying to get away. They first attack them, and this is when Marion they he thinks she's she's dead because in the basket in the basket they put her in a basket, right? And they put it. They do this little like switcheroo with the. The for some reason there's a truck sitting just in the middle of nowhere that has tons of TNT in it, right? 
Did you notice right. that they had barrels of things that said dynamite on it? I don't know why that was sitting in the middle of sure, Cairo. Sure. Um, but they get in, they drive That's it away, right. and he shoots the car. Like he comes around the corner, and there's those there's those bums that are begging him for money, throws some change out, and then he turns around and starts shooting at the the truck that's coming down him at him at a narrow alleyway. Like it's, you can see it. You can see all the sides of the narrow mm-hmm. alleyway. He shoots, bang, 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 and shoots the, the driver. And all of a sudden it turns to his, uh, 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 a shot that's behind the truck and they're in an open courtyard that's all the way, like there's no buildings all around at all. And the truck blows up. Oh, sure. And it's like, what? wait, that is, that wasn't even, they weren't even trying to, to hide that stuff, you know? <laughs> and that whole show, and I know it sounds like I'm nitpicking, but that whole movie does a whole lot of that. You know, like. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's an action adventure movie. Yeah. You're not supposed to think about it too hard. <laughs> I, for, yeah. for me, that was, for, you know, that famous, what's now famous, like truck convoy scene that everybody, you know, most recently season one of Mandalorian, like recreates it's a you know it's a a train robbery yeah right yeah and except you know as you say something that has never really occurred to me i don't know why but and i don't think it's supposed to you're never supposed to think why don't they just stop because with a train (laughs) you know why they can't stop like the engineer doesn't know and then once he does it takes miles to stop a train yeah um but in a car but what gets me (laughs) What gets me is every time is when he goes under the truck. Yep. And at first, you, you're sort of buying it. You're like, okay, well, he's got like a leather, you know, he's got a jacket yep. kind of thing. And he's he's still sort of hanging under the truck, maybe trying to avoid the drive shaft and, and all that stuff. And then he whips the back of it, which, of course, you know, magic whip, magic right. grappling hook. Right. And then, like, rolls over on his front. Yep. And... Okay, so it's the late 30s. The <laughs> truck's probably not going more than like 30, sure. maybe 40 miles an hour. But still, on a gravel road. <laughs> it was the rocks were down. I was thinking the rocks had to been so smooth. There's no way that they <laughs> And then and and then if and then of course the classic where he does that, he gets on the truck, he goes around, he gets back in the cab and he's driving, and at that moment I went he got shot in the shoulder, <laughs> right? Like shot in the shoulder. Not only is he not bleeding out, but he just did all of that climbing and, and, you know, uh, stunt work going under the truck and climbing back up it with an, with an arm that would be uh, basically useless, Yeah, you know, from pain and shock of getting a bullet through it. And, and that, that um, scene that you just described right there is because I watched it. He pulls himself up where to the back side of that truck, right? Climbs mm-hmm. up on the bumper and then works his way around. Note, after he throws the guy the driver out the front and starts driving, that is when the people who are in the truck who would have seen in him the back of the truck. seen him pulling himself up out of the back of that truck and could have done Hanging something on the whip and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, they they could have just saw him right there. Surely they saw him coming up there and could have been like, "Hey, pam pam pam, shoot shoot." But then they decided it's to come the- out of the truck. Yeah, it's the it's that interchange between um, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford when they right. were making Star Wars, when he says that the you know thing about the hair not right. being right, and and Harrison Ford goes, "It's not that kind of movie, kid." <laughs> right. uh, that's one hundred percent true about this movie. You are not supposed to think about the practicality of it. it's just a like wild, fun, swashbuckling, 
kind of you're just supposed to be impressed and amazed and and it is and and, you know, and it works it totally about, works and it, and it achieves all of those goals it totally sure. does and it's so great i mean and and it's it's because they set the, the the tone right off the bat with so much of it you know things like um the how how does he know to bring in a bag of sand like before he goes into that thing he fills mm-hmm, up a, how would mm-hmm. he know that he needs a bag of sand right and right. to get that and then the girl with the the love you on her her eyeballs, which is fantastic, but like, did mm-hmm. she put that on there before she came to class, and then walked around with it all day? You know, presumably. <laughs> you know, how, how does that? What, what if she didn't see him? Yeah, there's there's so many great great things about that movie, and and I think it works because that, we don't care. That like, question, we just don't care about that question is is not the point, Mike. The point is. Harrison Ford is a hot professor, <laughs> right, and, his, right. and his class his class is full of young girl of young women, right? Uh, all like, I think you see two male students, so, and the other like thirty of them are all women, but are all but girls. one of the other boy the boy only other boy student uh, is the one that leaves him the apple. So you know maybe <laughs> he's got something going for him too there. But yeah, that's 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 as much signaling as you could do in 1981. <laughs> that's right. That, that the the only males in his class were uh, um, gay. That's right. He, he the I will say, even then, Harrison Ford is a master actor. Like he is everything he does. His mannerisms is you can see him like said on huge big screen right there are just like he is. He lives in that scene. Right. He lives. He mm-hmm. is that that person in that scene doing those things and without question and not like it's no big deal. Right. And and he, every reaction he has on his face is like he's surprised at one moment and then smug the very next second. And <laughs> it's like, he, you know, I know how they record these shows and how they t- do multiple takes and and how he's got to be positioned in a right way. And they're all like, you know, very choreographed stuff. And the guy can put in a very natural reaction without a problem all the time you know like he, he's a really good actor he really he really really mm-hmm. is um and it's it's, yeah. it's it's fun to see them so anyway that was that's fun it's the first time i've ever seen that on the big screen and i'm really really glad that that i did um just just a fun time and i'm yeah looking forward to yeah movies. if you want to if you want to listen to two years ago uh mike and dennis talk <laughs> about this movie you can listen to episode 74 of the front porch. I think we mostly just gushed about it instead of talking about it. Probably, probably maybe we talked about Spielberg a lot because it was our first Spielberg. No, it wasn't. We watched ET second and, and we we watched, watched and we watched, uh, um, Shawshank Redemption. Wasn't that him? Spielberg too? No, no, it was not. Okay. That was, um, that was another Stephen King. No, uh, no. Shawshank was not. Was it Stephen King? Oh my gosh. Why, Why did I not know that? We watched more Stephen King than you you might remember because Green Mile is Stephen King. Uh, Stand by Me is I think is also Stephen King. Wow. Um, Stephen King. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Cool. All right. Fine. Sure. My my bad. <laughs> Speaking of Stephen King, we we keep talking about how we're going to talk about the Stand, and I think I'm just saying it out loud early this time that we're not going to talk about the Stand this week. Dennis and I discussed it before the show. If you had watched it in hopes of us talking about it, uh, we apologize, but I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things that you watch it and you feel like it's all one big story and talking about it in pieces feels like you're going to be just 
re-talking about it next week, right? Like, it's not mm-hmm. like episodic at all. The whole show isn't. No, I mean, it's one, it's really one story. Um, yeah. And, and, and really and we know what the, the ending is. We know that we know. That, yeah, though. we know what the ending is. And the main reason that we keep putting it off is we just have not gotten uh, a, a recording session where we're both at the same point. Yeah. Um, I, I have been watching the episodes every week. And for the last couple times we've recorded, you've been one or two episodes behind right. this week. I'm an episode behind and, and you're caught up. So we're going to, we're going to push that off again. Yeah. So, and, and, other, and the next no week, it'll be in... just one more week till the end. Right. Comes, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, the, the stand is still the stand. It's still, you know, leading to something, but it's nine episodes of leading to that. It, it, mm-hmm. it's some, some of the shows like we're, we're watching, we're going to talk about WandaVision in a minute. You know, you have bite sized pieces of it. You can discuss what happened in that moment of the show, but the stand is, everything is one long story, right? Even the characters all have one long story. There's no, the beginning and middle and the end takes nine episodes to tell of all the stories. Right. Right. So it's not like you can, there's big reveals or big stuff that happens from episode to episode because that's not how this, this works. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. So I, I mentioned WandaVision. This episode was a different episode. It wasn't a, it was not an inside episode as they might call it. It was a what's happening on the outside of the Wanda area. So it was different than all the rest of the one. Did you enjoy without spoiling stuff? Did you enjoy this uh, different kind of angle on the Wanda vision world? Yeah. I mean, not as, not as, you know, funny, entertaining, but much more informative than uh than the the previous three kind of kind of kind of telling you the big the outside picture kind of like uh, if you see all of a sudden from the narrator perspective i guess yeah not answering all the questions but answering a lot of the questions which was interesting for me because we had you know been talking about it outside in in discord and and things like that so um do you want to get into it yeah we can do spoilers all right i'm gonna hit the bell we're gonna talk about wandavision through episode four. So, so yeah, here um, it is. I had, uh, before I watched it, um, we were talking, our buddy, Justin, who's our resident comics expert. Um, the, you, you guys were talking and I forget what prompted this. Um, I mean, I had been comparing this show to an anime called, uh, melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, where she's basically the main character in that show is all powerful but doesn't realize it. Mm. Um, and what was I had a prediction that I was wrong about with WandaVision, yeah, and I don't remember, I don't remember what it was, um, but. The, you know, the guys were talking and I said, because I couldn't find the answer online quickly enough, I asked the group which stone was used to give Wanda her powers. Oh, yeah, right. Strucker or whoever did that? Baron Von Strucker, Not, right. Was it Strucker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and because I had thought that it was the same stone that Vision has, um, which I knew 
to be the Mind Stone. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what you guys said, that it was the Mind Stone. And so that to me said, like, yes, Wanda can control things in reality, right? Like she's telekinetic and all of that stuff. But the the powers that she have has did not come from the reality gem correct are they gems or stones uh, whatever stones, same, gems are the same, yeah. same word right um but from the mind stone and so i said i said that to me means that instead of her creating a whole reality in like a pocket dimension or something like that it's much more likely that this is some kind of collective dream or maybe mass uh brainwash hypnosis right and that was as of episode three which at that point we had not seen anything that makes sense right that i mean that's a good that's a good guess knowing that right being being the mind stone right right knowing those things and so this episode opens with monica rambo getting um shoved out of the well, no, it doesn't. It ends in a, it. It opens on a much darker yeah, note. The, the blip. Uh, Monica Rambo waking up from the blip. I I messaged our buddy Fox and I said, "Boy, Tony Stark really screwed over a lot of people's lives just so that he wouldn't have to uh, uh, time travel erase his daughter." And <laughs> right, I mean, right. I get why he didn't want to do that, and it's it's more complicated than that, right? Sure. Like, that's part of the reason that they had to fix it the way that they did is because you know they explained it that they couldn't time travel but for tony he was not going to erase the past he was not going to change the past right because um, other people had had there, there's so, so many there's so many you know while there's bad things about that five years being gone man this is a whole topic right there's which maybe we should circle back to but while the the there's so many bad things that happened with the five years that everyone was gone during the Marvel's MCU blip. There was also a whole lot of good things and life had changed for so many people. You can't just summarily say, we're going to reset it all. You know, right. You you just, you have no right to do Tony. Like, like he had the tragedy of getting uh, Peter killed, but his life is, was better. Quote unquote better. Yeah. Afterwards. Anyway, that's that whole thing. Um, which is just kind of, it's kind of hinted at, and then and then they move forward. Um, but but, it was, and they but confirm, that like five minutes was super cool though, right? Like it was just it makes yeah, y'all. Yeah. And again, we'll. I think we should circle back around to it so we can move on with the Wandavision stuff. But that's was a pretty cool five minutes, right? Yeah, I'm I'm certain that we're gonna get more. We're gonna get more storytelling about. Um, the blip about world. the blip yeah uh in in future marvel properties like not forever but for a while it's going to be a foundational or or major catalyzing event for uh a number of characters i'm sure which which is kind of interesting because and again i'm not i don't want to talk more too much about it because we i think deserves this whole little segment but um in comic books a big event can happen and then after it's over the next you know issue comes out and it's just like, it's all, now we're on to the next thing. And you're like, nobody thinks about how, you know, that attack on New York City that the Avengers or the Justice League just fought off a big alien and, you know, how that affected every single person that was going to work that day or 
home with the babysitter, you know, and the, an alien ship comes, destroys half the buildings. Then they just go on with the next story. But in the MCU, yeah. it it's like a it tries to be more realistic in that these are things that are very important to just every normal person. They they have the world filled with normal people, right? And, right. And they react, and that's what makes it kind of you know very cool. And some of their their heroes are very normal people uh, and deal with yeah. that stuff. And and so we have today moving back to WandaVision, we have some normal people that are interacting with this kind of stuff. You have Monica Rambeau. You have Agent Wu. You have um, uh, Darcy who comes in. These are all mm-hmm. normal people. And mm-hmm. they are, you know, being affected by these Avengers stuff. And they, they mention it a couple of times, like, what, the Avengers? You know, there's a daytime sitcom or something like that. We're starring two Avengers, you know? <laughs> it's like they talk about these Avengers like they're... Or like they're gods, right? They're these other and, godly and things. For, yeah, and for all of the for all of the people who, like me, didn't know any of the comic stuff, and like I said, the only thing I know about this story in its or these stories in their earlier iterations, in their in their comic re- uh iterations, are things that you or Justin or Fox have said who mm-hmm. read you know read some of some comics whatever and this is the episode where at least the first phase of all of those questions um get answered those things that the boss says in the first episode like came from where M- moved ha- moved where how or yeah what does he say uh came here why why are you here why are you here what are you doing here yeah you know stop it stop it and and you get all those like from you know almost the very first when she plugs in the tv and gets the picture on uh, they go uh correct me if i'm wrong but isn't he dead right yeah and you're like okay okay yeah like if you had forgotten like right. um they they immediately explain you know, sword like right they just right took 30 as seconds soon as, like right? She leaves the hospital, she goes to work, and you're like, here here it is, it's sword. And they sort of it's not it's not a, you know, abundantly clear, like like for me, not not knowing, you know, I had no idea who or what sword was until we talked about it on the podcast last week, or maybe the week before. Right. Um But so it's not really clear like what it is that they do or what I think like they go into space maybe yeah and which is which is why it's a big deal for her to be grounded and um the stuff about her sort of dealing with reacting to her mother posthumously right in the the things that she set down like that was all really good all of the interactions between um Wu and Darcy were great when like of course she sets she sets this thing up and she's doing her stuff like I barely remember her character from from the Thor movie except that she couldn't pronounce Mjolnir yeah that was a joke Mjolnir yeah she was um, great in those movies I think she was the best probably in all of them besides maybe Hensley. and just like more comic relief yes um, of course right that's what she is and she's she's here and she's you know vaguely competent and sets his stuff up and people keep asking her questions and it's it's the exact kind of it it reminded me a little bit of 
certain aspects of my professional life where like people ask you questions and they're perfectly like understandable, you know, like ex expected anticipated questions. But like, I completely sympathized with, with Darcy in those scenes where the, like, obviously you want to know that, but she's like, she's like, we're working from the same scarcity of information here. It's like, I have no more idea about this than you do. Yeah. Um, you know, like see what I'm seeing on this, on this TV. That's, that's what I know. And, and that's also what, you know, <laughs> like, I don't right. have any answers for those questions. Like, yeah, I want to know, I want to know just that what too. you know, right? Yeah. I, I want to know just yeah. as much as you do. The, I, I will say that on the sword comment, they, I, I noticed, I was aware that they spent, uh, they left the acronym on the, sh on the screen longer than most word things that they put like sometimes like five years later or you know new york city or something they'll put at the bottom like they had that long acronym uh, and they left it on there for a nice lingering a bit so you had the full time to actually read all the words and what it meant real quick which i, I appreciated um i wanted to mention that too it's silly but maybe it's worth talking about here in the comic books sword stands for sentient world observation and response department okay it's mainly for to protect against aliens in the mcu they renamed it to sentient weapon observation response division mm. so instead of sentient world observation response it's sentient weapon um which is weird i think and may come into play what that department's goal is different than say shield is um i i'm, I'm assuming the weapon part, sentient weapon, might be something like um, in the comic books they called it the like the Registration Act, or um, when they they started registering mutants and stuff, mm. where they considered people who were superpowered people weapons. So that may be okay. where they're they're going with this is that it's not it's not like a an organization that's founded to protect against aliens like we think it is in the comic books but this is kind of made to police superheroes right sentient weapon sure observation sure response. yeah okay um makes sense so that's and that can be a whole a whole thing about like when civil war happened in the comic i mean in the mcu it was it was a show right it was one one movie and it was cap versus iron mm -hmm. man and the the Register or not register. It was, it was kind of a real, in the grand scheme of the thing, real quick stuff. In the comic books, it was a huge crossover event with with all Marvel titles that lasted six months. Okay? And okay. there were like six comic books, and or sorry, six main comic books of the uh, the Civil War, and you followed the main storyline in there. But, the, but every other comic book was running Civil War material. So if you got picked up an, an X-Men, it was what the X-Men was going on in their world as it pertained to the, the, the Civil War the event. Civil War. Right? And then same thing with any other character, Spider-Man or whatever, and how, how they related and what they were doing in the Punisher and stuff like that. So there's a whole lot of material, a whole lot of stuff that happened during the Civil War and how that changed and how why they did it and why people made those decisions. And it was based on the fact that people don't trust this because the superheroes, what sparked a big thing in the comic books a big superhero bad thing happened and killed a lot of people um and they were the the world became terrified of super people 
Um, sure. And that was the popular opinion. So I think that they may mine some of that with the future of, of Marvel. And instead of having this just a shield thing, now they have this government response thing that are kind of anti-superhero type stuff. And Wanda is kind of proven the point, right? She can kidnap an entire town. An entire town, yeah. Uh, just because she wants to, because she loses her grip on reality. Right. Right. That that yells and screams that it needs to be policed. Right? Yeah. Um, which which is that's what these things these these uh Disney Plus shows are supposed to be. I mean, Feige said we get to expand upon characters that we didn't get to expand upon for, that we, we don't get a whole movie for, and we get to really use those actors and really good things, and we get to add extra stuff to the world to help tell our, our big movie stories more. Mm-hmm. So these shows will help us add all the color to why things happen in the movies that we're going to go see. You know, why, why are people hating on this? Why are people so angry or whatever? Well, if you watch like WandaVision, you can see what somebody in the wrong, you know, the power in the wrong hands can can happen. Right. Yeah. So anyway, do you, moving on from that, do you think that uh, Wanda's a bad guy? Or is that is that too sim- mean, is that too simplified? Yeah, I mean it's it's I think it's too simplified. I mean, we're not we're not living in a 1940s world of you know, pure good and bad guys. I mean, I think part of part of what makes well, I don't know. I don't know, but it, whether like whether this is good or bad. Um I mean, one she, of the, she kidnapped people and she's you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that has been true in some of in some of the Marvel films, not not all of them, like some clearly are, uh, you know, bad and and have no like redeeming things. But, um, you know, there was a whole meme going around about Thanos and how, uh, you know, he was right. Thanos is, was right. It was yeah. a joke. Right. It was a joke. But at the same time, you're like, well. There really aren't enough resources, and you know his his solution is ridiculous. But right, um, you know all all of all of that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I could see I could see a story like if they had made this a movie, I could see something where where Wanda is a villain. Like we haven't been introduced to anybody yet who could stop her who could fight her i think it's right. going to be more subtle than that it's going to be i, I definitely think you so, know yeah it's going to be something more like um more like vision you know, doing it right yeah more like an intervention or something like that the stuff with vision is is very interesting because now as of episode four we know for sure um what's what's going on with him and so when there's when there's conflict and dissent from vision, you know that that is an internal struggle um, within Wanda, right? Because yeah. there is no vision. Like vision exists as as a as a concept, as a construct in her mind. Um, yeah. But he's still like that idea of him that she has still has the personality that she perceived him having right yeah. so he's still 
for her for it to like i think for it to work she has to believe it right it's yeah. uh it's verisimilitude like she has to believe that it's real and so when there are things that challenge that right like when the beekeeper when the guy shows up and she turns him into a beekeeper or whatever like consciously or subconsciously and i think it has to be it has to be at least somewhat subconscious right like yeah. I don't care how powerful you are, like you cannot control the minds of a couple thousand people all at the same time yeah. consciously. Right. Right. Like people can't, uh, you know, you can't carry on two conversations at the same time. Yeah. And so, and so there's, there's a part of her mind that believes it. And so vision is going to behave the way that Wanda expects him to behave. And so when things get too, get pushed too far, the version of him that she believes is going to start to question because he would because um, he's vision right because because he would as she knows him and in reality um yes she the 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 thing with like i i don't think you've seen there's a mid-season trailer and it just does a bunch of like quick cuts with some music and stuff over it of what's coming in the future we see it seems like they're they're going to have a lot more of vision's involvement of trying to uncover this and and mm. you you can see him in his like full suit. You see a lot of shots of his face where he's like he has that that what's the actor's name? Um, where he he has Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany has that questioning look, right? You know, there's the sitcom look, and then all of a sudden there's the something's not right here look, right? Mm. And, and you can they, there's several shots of him having those. You know, there's this is not right, and I'm going to find out what it is. Looks, um, and then him being in his his you know full superhero outfit instead not just his robot form but they do right. look to to be and again more more shots of this continuing on with the generation or the uh, decade different episodes because there were several that looks like they're in the 80s and then another ones they're in the 90s and then 2000s one looks like a friends type thing so okay so, so i was they're my, gonna do I, some it was not a particularly clever joke because they actually explain it pretty clearly in this fourth episode that the first episode is fifties and the second is sixties. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just in my mind, uh, being the age that I am watching the shows that I did as a kid, like the sixties and the seventies TV shows are, are essentially the same. All the same. Right. Yeah. But you know, I, I recognize the difference between, you know, now as an adult, just even thinking back on it, like I can tell the difference between, uh, early Andy Griffith show and like, I dream of genie, yeah, right, or um, you know, Beverly Hillbillies and Star Trek, whatever. Like the the styles did change; they didn't change yeah. a lot, not as much as the sixties and the seventies, yeah, or you know, every decade jumps since then. But yeah, anyway, um, so, something I think so, was really really interesting about this, and that Sid and I were were discussing was that. You know, because of the 50s and 60s stuff that you were saying was that, like, you, you get this fun, wholesome, like, loving connection to these characters. Uh, Kat says, uh, Kat Denning says, uh, or Darcy mm -hmm. says, like, she's she's invested, right? Um, and you, you were reminded through these two actors that they're good, caring people. You almost have them as the mom and pop or the Dick Van Dykes, right? And, and that's who you see them mm -hmm. as, the, the leads of the the wholesome characters. And then there was a moment in episode four when you see the dead vision 
right? Where his right. head was ripped open. And just in that moment, the like the look of horror on Elizabeth Olsen's face and how I felt, at least when watching it, of kind of sadness of like, oh man, this can't end well, right? We we know that when this is over, he's still going to be dead and yeah. she's going to have this loss. And then Sid and I had the discussion about how, you know, people have to deal with loss and how terrible and horrible and sad and, and deeply hurtful it is. And if you have, and you're in a world where you happen to have these abilities to bring someone back, how could you rightfully say you wouldn't? And then there's, right. but, but even if they can, they are still going to have to, we know in that one scene, she is still going to have to somehow come to terms with it. And it's, right. and it's going to be just as hard as it was now. Now we get to not have it all wrapped up in a, you know, infinity war movie. We get to really experience this, this Dick Van Dyke character of wholesome, good happiness be decimated by death. Right. Yeah. And that sucks. I, I think it's going to really be hard and be kind of an emotional thing at the end of this. Um, trying to get, let vision go again, I think. So, but you know, in the MCU way, they'll they'll do it. And, <laughs> yep. Ugh. I I the the one thing I wonder at the end of this one, as I start to look down the end of the series, is if we'll see Wanda anymore. Like, I wonder if if she's oh if going to be she'll anything. retire or fly off into space or something. Who, who knows? I mean, I I don't, I don't know. I know we've not heard anything about that character being in anything else, and all of the like earlier season or series MCU characters are kind of off and done with the exception of maybe Thor. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so there's no more cap. There's no more Iron Man. There's no more Hawkeye. I mean, there's going to be a Hawkeye, but he's clearly handing over the the reins at some point. Right. So I wonder what, how this movie is going to do with, with Wanda. She's, you know, we did right after this, the show ended Sydney immediately, as soon as Wanda episode four ended, she turned on, uh, Endgame. This is the scene where Wanda comes down and confronts Thanos. <laughs> she was like, "She's so badass because she's so powerful." Yeah, mm-hmm. she's. People forget how incredibly powerful she was. The only one that gave a full stone equipped Thanos a run for his money because she held him off with her superpower. And then right. when he didn't have the stone, she was wrecking him, like just wrecking him. Yeah. So. She's she's a nuclear weapon, and now they've got to deal with her, Jimmy Woo, mm-hmm. and, and the new yeah. sword guy. Anyway, I thought it was great. Loved it. I'm excited. And I, I know yeah. our, our buddy Justin is I agree. upset that it's only 30-minute episodes, but it's all good. <laughs> I, I was reminded of this when um, uh, I was down in town. Betsy and I, uh, Trotsky's wife, were talking about Doctor Who. And Mm. Doctor Who now, since the reboot, 2005, not reboot, but uh, because it's it's still a continuation. Um, Since they restarted it in 2005 has been the standard 42, 43 minute episodes. Yeah. Right. But I don't know if on the BBC they have commercials or whatever. Probably. Um, But the original show, uh, you know, from the 60s through the 80s. Um, was told in serials and the the way that format worked is they would have a story 
I think they would just have an episode every week yeah. and it was always half an hour, right? Like yeah. 20 to 21, 22 minutes. Yeah. And then they would take as many episodes as it took to tell each story. Okay. Um, which makes the numbering really weird on DVDs and stuff. But you would say, this is the story, you know, um, the children of Mars, which is a story in the new series. So that's a poor example, but you know, something like that day of the Daleks or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it would be, and it would be six episodes. Yeah. And so you'd get a little chunk, you get a little chunk and the beginning of the next one would have the little recap or maybe just the last scene from the one before. And you would pick the story back up. It's, um, I think kind of, kind of similar to how radio dramas used to work when we had those. Um, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure there are that's... podcasters making radio dramas now, but <laughs> when they were actual radio dramas. That, that's, and... that's how uh, The Expanse does things. We were just talking about that, like how they just tell the story independent with, of what the season is doing. With a number of episodes. And so it's interesting that the new show, the new Doctor Who, has longer episodes, right? They're over twice as long. As, or about the same as twice as long as the old show but the stories are shorter because they're they only tell one story per episode and of course they do the thing that almost all shows do now even if they are episodic is have uh, uh some other story woven through the story of the week yeah. right there's some some like longer you know uh season long arc or something going on, which is a whole different thing. But, um, yeah, I I don't mind at all the episode lengths. Like, I Very think great. they're longer. They're like 30, 33 minutes instead of, um, instead of 21, I think. Yeah. Unless it's the very long credits thing throwing me off because they do all the language credits at the end of the episodes. Um, I mean... I, I, you know, I like I would, it. I, I, think, I, would, I think it's good. I would not have minded being able to watch it all at once, but I also yeah. am enjoying the, like, every week find out, like, who's seen it, who hasn't seen it. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Everybody's seen it? Okay. Let's, yeah. Now I want to talk about, or, you know, people tag their spoilers, and then after I watch it, I can go back and, you know, click on those spoilers and go, oh, okay, Justin thinks this. Well, I think he's up in the night, and I'm going to tell him why. But, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know, no, I, I agree. I agree. So. I, it's and it's you know, a week's not that long. I I, no. I agree no. that I I and I think you know his his comment about it, wish it was longer, is just because he enjoys it. He's enjoying it so much, right? Like the yeah, you, you yeah. want and you want to keep going. There's nothing wrong with that either, for sure. Yeah, when you, I know that when it's over, I'm I'm like, oh, I I would love more, but but I am I am fine with the the writing the the serotonin goodness for. <laughs> longer than just like needing it right now and, and you and i have always been square on the side of that so this is this is good and it's also you know the fact that it's only 20 or 30 minutes long we this is something you can go back and watch again right as opposed yeah. to something that's yeah. an hour long you're like oh it's nine episodes hour long <laughs> you know this is you know just just watch this and you're you can actually watch it in one sitting or a two you know uh, right and it'd be totally totally fine so yeah, one division is good. Uh, looking forward to the next ones on on Friday. Uh, our it's it's nice that I have some staple things. Watching you know the stand and and uh, this one every week is kind of two two nice things to have. We I always enjoyed mm -hmm. or at least I used to enjoy Discovery when that that happened and Picard and hopefully you know I'm always looking. It's the weirdest thing now is that our lives with with entertainment are 
random and chaotic with stuff or with entertainment. It's not like I can I can count on come September we have a whole bunch of new shows coming out to watch. Yeah, and, you it's know. like I don't even even as recently as like four or five years ago, I remember following shows as they were airing, which is how we're doing now. But right. like um, having that sense of like, oh, it's this, you know, it's fall, right? And yeah. so the new shows are coming and then it would be summer and there would be you'd watch reruns all summer. And then, yeah. uh, you know, and then the fall shows would come back. Yeah, we, we had we had Discovery when we first started watching it just as soon as I mean, as as uh, it's very soon, I don't want to say I don't want to say as far back as but as soon as um, the when we were recording the show at the beginning of the first couple of episodes, we were looking at uh, Star Trek Discovery and um, you know, it's been a year now, so it should be any time. We should be coming up. It's it's the winter time. We we sh- last time at this time we were watching Discovery. It's, it's time for it now, right? And now mm-hmm. now it's just I don't even know what's going to come out when or why. It's just and and they don't seem to want to tell you. Like we have drops of um, Stranger Things, for example, but no one is putting out you know dates unless it's like a you know one month later. You know, like it, we'll we'll let you know a month before before time, but. Things like Stranger Things has been recorded since before the pandemic, and they just don't want to let us know. They've got strategy. I'm sure it's a whole big marketing thing and all all that stuff. But it, as a viewer, I wish I knew when Battlestar Galactica was going to come out next. You know, I wish I right. I knew when these things were happening so that I could I could get excited about them. You know, oh, we've we've only got another month, and then Picard comes out, for example. Like I, for this one, I'm excited about Wanda and and the Stand, but. I don't know what I have no idea what I'll watch next. I would be nice to be able to look forward to Picard coming out, right? Picard two or whatever. I just I'm not able to, to look forward to anything anymore. It makes me it makes me when I have these situations go find something else and not care about that original one anymore. Yeah. Bleh. It's the T V entertainment these days, I guess. How we, yeah, how yeah. It's just it's just whatever is you know, whatever the new—I don't want to say new normal, but you know, <laughs> the new stuff normal changes. <laughs> you did it's all streaming, it. like right. it's not. You know, if we're if we're loose from those those shackles of of network schedules and programming, then uh, you know we're gonna get we're gonna get different things for better or worse. Right. Okay, I'm gonna move on here from some Marvel, but I, I I'll come back to the Wandavision uh, the blip discussion here. I think we'll, we'll say the last ten minutes for that. I was going okay. to see, did you get a chance to watch that Fate series, that first episode? We were going to watch one of those. I I did. I had it I had it a little bit on in the background, yeah. but uh I did I did watch that first episode or at least listen to it. Yeah. The the I I sit and I watched it. I had to look it up cuz it's it's called like Fate the Winks story or chronicles or something, I remember. And I knew I heard that and it was spelled W I N X and I had seen that before. And I went and looked it up, and it is indeed based on a kid's cartoon. Uh, it was ah. called Winks. Um, okay, but I, I'm not sure if I'm better off knowing that or not. Um, I think. I mean the 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 characters are are they are they supposed to be high schoolers? Yes, because they look like college freshmen. They totally do. Okay. I mean, well, well, let's put it this way. Well, they have to be because I think they mention ages. I think they mention sixteen-year-old and stuff like that. And I remember that someone saying they're sixteen. I definitely remember them saying they were sixteen. So that it's got to be high school, and they don't okay. look or act at 
all like high school. They hundred 100% act like they're in, in college. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's really weird. I, I will say it's, it is what we expected. At least I think it is what we expected it to be. It's, it's the, you know, kids, Harry Potter or high school slash college, Harry Potter. Actually, I would say college, Harry Potter mm-hmm. uh, type stuff. Um, for our part, Sydney and I really, really enjoy it. It's pretty easy. It's small. There's only like six episodes or so, and um, it's it's got some unique little little things about it. You know, the world, but it still it still has some many tropes about the the girl who goes off on her own and won't listen to adults and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's over, overall for us, it's been pretty tolerable with that kind of thing, and it's got some unique. Um, takes on magic and and whatnot. So, but then again, then it, then it will randomly go off on the just trying to be overly sexy or overly adult. Mm. Yeah, which is was really weird. Even in that first episode, I I know later on episodes they have a party and there's so much of it is based on there being weed and and they're all getting drunk and drinking and they're playing beer pong. And I'm like, I don't remember. Maybe I was not in the cool kids party, but at 15 and 16, <laughs> openly in the school grounds having drunken beer parties. That's the, um, that, that's like when I tried to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which our friends slightly older than me who actually did watch Buffy when it was, when it was relevant. Like I yeah. came to it late yeah. and I tried to watch it and I'm like, where is this place that they are? This is a club. This is a club with, with a rave happening. And these are high schoolers. Yeah. I, I did not, and you know, I didn't. wasn't hanging out with cool kids when I was in high school, but th- nobody that I knew of was ever having any raves. No one or going to any clubs. Yes, and it wasn't. It definitely wasn't as open as they like to show it in movies, where there's, you know, just like I said, beer pong tables hanging out, and you know, everyone's everyone's smoking weed right in the in the middle of the room. Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Fantasy weed. It, it's brownies they're eating like a, it's just okay. so terrible and it's smoking vape pens and the 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 food not the not the small creatures exactly that's a good point to make there the 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 main character is a fairy so fairy, it's a, fairy. You know, legitimate question yeah so yeah it's it i i'm i let's say something putting it on i'm in, i'm personally enjoying it and sid and i are, are, are it's nice that it's only six episodes so we can go through it quickly and be like hey that's that's what mm-hmm. it was like i said i, I don't think i like that it it was based on a cartoon because now that i know that because now there are so many rationales that i'm starting to see like oh the fire girl has red hair of course because the fire pixie has red hair and that's how they're identifying them right right and the water girl has this and that and you know they're they're trying to be faithful to, to to the cartoon stuff right when without it they don't need it it would have been okay they're they're doing better than like the the last Airbender conversion to to real at least. Oh, that horrible movie! That horrible movie, right? I, we've seen it go bad, right? We've seen it go real bad, right? Um, so yeah, it's it is what it is. I I think. Um, and also the not just drinking like the the sex. I'm like everyone is openly like making out and and having sex at 15 in high school. And everyone knows about it and staying the night with each other. And I'm like, what the hell? Even in an English boarding school, you don't have, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend staying over each other's rooms. You know, no, I just, right. I just don't know what, what their 
the makers of the show are, are clearly they want it to be college kids, but they weren't green light for that. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, mileage may vary on that one. Think thankfully it's it's short. Right. <laughs> right. Bite sized things. Yeah. So so what have you you been playing any video games lately? Um I played a little more of that uh Dyson Sphere that I mentioned. I mean, yeah, um, I, I have I bought that, but I still have not played it yet. Still doing a little a little factorio because our buddy Chris is playing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Aaron has gotten on at all, but uh it's a thing I can do on my laptop when I'm upstairs rewatching the office because I've seen it all. I can just listen or look up at the good parts. You you, you mentioned uh Dyson Sphere. Now la- since last time we we talked, you had just um just kind of started it and launched it up and loaded it a little bit. Now that you played a little bit of time with it, does it feel still feel like a pretty good solid complete game at in its alpha stage or does it feel alpha? I mean, everything still works. Uh it's hard to compare like I know Satisfactory had like everything that you could play seemed good except maybe some of the some of the mob monster stuff might have been a little buggy mm-hmm. um but it was all there you just could only do you know like the first you know the first five tech stages yeah. of like what maybe was going to be like a 20 stage tree or yeah. something and, and i and, um, and we i think we both agree like satisfactory is the exception to the rule when it comes to these alpha things like most games don't always feel like they're complete, I think. And yeah, I have not seen... I've seen one square on the tech tree, and it's a very wide tech tree. I've seen one square that's, like, you know, grayed out and says, coming soon. Hmm. And I've not done anything... I've not done anything that seems buggy. Um, just, like, stuff that I didn't understand. Where I'm like, okay, here's a thing that pumps water... And here's a tank that holds water. Now, how do I make pipes? Like, I don't yeah. see pipes. Can I? Do I have to research pipes? Do I have to go? And what happens is the water comes out in little cubes and it goes on a belt, just like coal or iron does. Huh. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So I take that and then connect it up to the tank and it fills up the tank. Like, it was no more complicated than I was trying to make it. Right. Um, and who knows? Maybe they, they will put pipes at some point. But Maybe they will at some point, And just for now, this is the way that it works. But um, Which is interesting. There's, right? no, there's nothing that seems glitchy or broken. So I don't know. I don't know how long um, the game has been around or, you yeah. know, where they're at in their, in their development uh, uh, cycle. But, right. um, yeah. Cool. I, I said I, I keep wanting to play that when I get... I get hung up the last weekend, or I think week five, maybe mm-hmm. days. Maybe I've been sitting. I've been cracking out really hard on the game Genshin Impact, and it's, oh. that's just one of those ones that I heard from all you guys playing it. Yeah, we played it for a while, like a month or so ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And and it felt like it was short lived with the guy, like the group. I I don't know why it felt that way, but it kind of like it felt like one solid week everyone was playing it, and then I didn't hear about it again. Um, and, and I think at that point is when I installed it, installed it on my phone and installed it on the PlayStation, but then didn't even load it up. Um, Mm. so I was mentioning it to Sydney and I had some time to sit down and I found out that it was crossplay and she, and I thought it would be the kind of the style that she likes. And another one of her friends had recommended it. 
So we're like, let's give it a try. And it's, it's pretty much everything that you had described about it before. Um, Mm -hmm. there, there's no new news, I guess on, on that front. Uh, it's single player MMO quality type stuff, but I think better than a, I, people are going to shoot me for saying this, but a, it's a better single player MMO. I think than um, what's that Viking game um, from Bethesda. Viking game. Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. Cause Skyrim was felt like it was trying to be a single player MMO. Oh, the mobile Skyrim, you mean? No, like normal Skyrim. Like Skyrim was massive and big and felt like there should be a ton of people running around in it. And there was quests in every city and it felt it had very MMO designs about it. It wasn't an MMO, okay. but it was like a single I player. I could see that. Um, I could see that. Sure, sure. Yeah. And Genshin Impact does the same thing. It, it's, it's clearly not meant to have tons of people running around. You never walk in and there's people going around at all. No. No, but it it's more like people compare it to Breath of the Wild. It's kind of like a free to play Breath of the Wild, so which I got, which I had never played. It's before. got all the downsides of a free to play game, and I didn't play very much Breath of the Wild, so I can't make. But it's that same like you're a little guy running around or girl or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and you can climb, and you've got stamina meter for climbing, and there's a lot of similar mechanics, but in a very you know free to play kind of way with all the gosh of pulls and um currencies and things yeah we we actually we're, we're really first off i would say i think the game is beautiful i think it's sitting i both oh, yeah. are, very, are, are gawking it's very pretty i i think part of the reason i dropped out of it is because i could only play it on my pc mm-hmm. when i tried to play it on my phone my old phone which was a iphone 8 yeah um my phone got too hot for me to hold it oh yeah just trying to keep up with this game it would probably i have a new phone now it would probably run better on it but uh it's a and i think it's one of those that you really want a controller for yeah um S- sydney picked we we we, we had it with a little small discussion because the the playstation isn't cross save meaning that i can't when i have a creative character on the playstation i can't play it on any other device but mm, but right. the phone and the pc does so whoever picked one or the other has to kind of stick with that and she had decided sure. that she wanted to play the the PC slash phone. And on her first day, she played it on the phone and was really, I mean, it's her generation. She's used to playing these games on the phone. Uh, Mm -hmm. So she was just totally comfortable with it being on the phone, but she has claimed several times that it kills her battery really fast. Just, just what you were saying, you know, like it gets hot and she's on an iPhone eight and it just battery dies. So she played it on PC and then all of a sudden now she's a PC pro with it. And spend a lot of time on it. Uh, she's she's just flying away. But yeah, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, well done. And as I've played so much of it, I, I want to pay them some money. I, I've said this before. I think that when you're playing a game and you're really enjoying it, and I can clearly see that people spent time and effort and care and love and you know paid attention to so many good things that I want to pay them for the entertainment that I'm feeling and, and giving, right? Not, not that I'm going to spend sure. $60 on it per se, but I almost, at some point I think we're going to end up paying for whatever it is for the, the booster beginning box or something, right? It's like mm. five bucks or whatever. I, I think that at this point I have noticed enough of the games, kind of my review that I have enjoyed without paying any penny of, of it. I've gotten enough entertainment out of it that I should pay for it. I should give some people some money for doing 
good job and making me have a good fun time. Sure. Uh, and not, not all gotcha games are like a lot of them, you know, it's, you go through the tutorial and then now you're at the gotcha part, right? Yeah. There's a lot of autoplay and yeah, um, a lot of, or there's energy mechanics and the prices are very, uh, are very high and, and all that stuff. It just, it depends on, you know, if we, we've had this conversation a million times, but you, you just can have to try and figure out what their priority is. Is it gameplay first or is it motivate you to spend money first? Yeah, you're totally right at this. This actually feels like the difference between this game is that it feels like gameplay is was first. And I think that they have, they definitely have the, the gotcha random mechanics, but playing the game and exploring the world and finding all the little things and doing the fights. And this definitely feels like the first priority. Everything is super fine tuned. The, I don't know how far you got, but, um, I, I just got past the, what's called the, uh, the prologue, um, story, mm-hmm. which is pretty big, by the way, it's a, I think the game goes up to level 80 or something for your main, like your, your own personal character thing. And so it's level 20 when you finally start to get the, the first prologue done. And it's the big boss fight when you fight a dragon is just super like in-depth, cool mechanics are very epic. And you really have to do a lot of skill and, and do a lot of stuff. And there's different scenes. It's really, really, really well done. Not like you would get from a free to play game that was built on. How do we get you to open boxes? Right. With, with, with minimal effort. Now I can see, because I'm a veteran of these, this kind of world down the line, the end game, I was, so to speak is probably going to be about the gotcha boxes. But sure, but sure. it's like playing an MMO these days. It's like playing a, a, a Final Fantasy without a subscription or a WoW without a subscription. You can play the whole game, but when you, you're starting to raid is when the gotcha boxes come in. Like so that's a long time, right? And if you'd ever do, yeah. and if you don't ever want to do that, if that's never your thing, you don't have to. Right? Sure. And I feel that this game's gonna be the same way. It's that you you can totally play. They they give you like basically six characters for free out of the I don't know maybe twenty five thirty um, that are totally interesting, fun, and give you all sorts of stuff that you can do. You have great weapons and great choices and lots of stuff. Sure, if you want the most powerful weapon, all of the characters, and you want them all powered up to the most most power you can get, you're going to be doing gotcha boxes. There's just no way around that, right? Yeah, yeah, but but the whole darn game itself is hundreds of hours probably of play without ever needing that, which is crazy that that amount of work can go and just be given out for free to me. Yeah, well, you know, it means there are enough people paying that it's worth it, right? Yeah, yeah, because... sure, sure, yeah. I, I and and I'm just gonna pay them because I think I deserve they deserve my money, but. Yeah, I've got good, good, good praise for the game. Like I said, I've never played the Breath of the Wild, and I know people love it and fawn over it. So if this is like Breath of the Wild, I, I get why people like it. You know, mm-hmm. very fun. And the, the voiceovers are good. It gives you a good, fun anime feel to it, and you know, the kind of animes that I, that I like. I forget I if that was one that had that had dual audio. I mean, I assume you're talking about English voiceovers. So oh, I don't know. Yeah, had, just hear English. Must have had both. Right. Um, so besides besides like, Paimon talking in the third person, besides that annoying part. 
Uh, right. right. Uh, all, all of the characters are, are pretty fun and, and maybe it wasn't, maybe that was a thing. I remember that because that's, that's a thing that happens in translated Japanese because they don't have as many pronouns as we do. Um, I mean, they do, but they don't, I mean, I don't think that they do, but they, they definitely don't use them as much as we do. Yeah. Uh, they don't, they don't use nearly as much I and me and you, yeah. but instead yeah. use names, Yes, which is why it sounds like if you, if you, if it's translated poorly, it sounds like people are talking in third person all the time because that's how they talk in Japanese. Oh yeah. Um, but. And, and pa- Paimon, one of the, the characters, it's kind of like your surrogate thing comes around. Mm-hmm. She speaks in third person, but the, yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the story is a full story. It's, I played so many free to play phone games, so many. And the story is just, <laughs> is just the most lightest, thinnest veil to get you into the gotcha part, grindy parts. You know, very, very, very little thought, but this is, feels like a full, full, huge video game. And just last night, after 20 hours of play, and I know I'm probably slower than most people, I unlocked finally the, like the whole map. Like I got, you can travel to the maps to, um, to unlock the whole world. Without, you know, I couldn't handle all the monsters, but I got there to uncover the little, like, mm-hmm. places you go that shows you the map, you know? Um, right. And it's just, to use a word, breathtaking how large it is and how big and how many secrets there are that I ran by that are like, oh, man, up there's a thing and I can see it. Or I walk by a little area and there's clearly some kind of, like, puzzle here with stones hidden across this whole area. When over there is a sunken city and, like, just so much that is mind blowing that I can actually mm-hmm. go do that and not have to, 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 to do anything. Remember the, the gotcha parts are just, if you want different characters or oh, overpowered bows or something, you know, right. I can totally go do those things. Um, and, and some people like that. Like I, I did a boss fight type thing in the middle of this volcano area, which was kind of a boss fight. And I know it, it was optional. wasn't have to be done. Um, and it was, I, I died several times and I had to use you know, strategy and tactics and the way it's kind of the whole figure it all out. I'm sure if I had $400, I could probably throw down the gotcha boxes, <laughs> level up my Uber bow and then wreck those guys by face rolling it. Um, right. And, and sure, I guess if you like that. You, you just threw out a lot of buzzwords. Oh, did, did I? Sorry. You're right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. It's yeah. just. Anyway, I, it's a lot of praise for a free-to-play game, I think. Um, worth it for people that, you know, I, I've been playing Neverwinter, which is also another one of those ones. So I'm always happy to see this whole new model way of selling things in the world, whether you approve of it or not, because some are bad, some are good. Heck, there's some $60 games you buy that are terrible, right? Yeah, um, I've done it. Yeah, and and you, you don't know. So... It's neat to see different options in the world and it's not all the same. And, you know. Yeah. Kinda, That's how things improve. Yeah. Try stuff. Kind of cool. Um, and this is a good one. W- worth worth your your time. All right. So we just got a little bit of time left here real quick. Uh, okay. I'm going to bring it back to the, the Marvel blip. So you had mentioned you think, that they, you think that they'll expand more of movies between the five years later. And... Infinity War ends with the snap of Thanos getting rid of half the, the population of the universe. I mean, uh, to to be clear, I don't yeah. know like where and what they'll do. I think a show set during the blip during the five years could uh-huh. be very interesting. 
I don't I know agree. if that's uh I I pitched this in chat. I think it seems a little dark for Marvel. Yeah. You know, it might be a TV show and not a movie, yeah. but you know, who knows? What do I know? I agree. Um, that sounds really interesting, right? Like just hearing those yeah. stories. I mean, even if we don't have a dedicated thing, I don't think they can escape its effect on shows moving forward by shows. I mean, film and television um, moving forward in the timeline, right? Like um, the Black Widow thing is going to be a prequel. Yeah. Uh, And so it can be it can be completely, you know, not talk at all about uh, uh the events of, of Thanos and all that probably just a little bit of prologue to, to set it in the chronology, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. show whatever, um, um, why, why am I blanking? What's her name? Uh, Natasha. Yeah. Show w- whatever, whatever she's doing at the beginning of the movie, like yeah. whatever, whatever movie that was in, whatever Avengers movie that was in. Yeah. And then her, going to Russia and, and doing all this stuff in that movie. And then maybe what's happening when she gets back. Yeah. Right? Ultron or something. Um, so I don't expect that they still could, but I don't expect that one to involve the blip. Wouldn't it be cool but, though if it did, like if it, if, if it was like the first was the pre the first half of the movie was the prequel. And then the second half was during the blip. That would be cool. Right. We don't, I don't think anybody knows. Sure. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, I mean, Shoot the the whole thing, the whole thing could be could be during the blip. It could. Right? She, like, we, we talk about how she's, she's in, going back to her. She's roots. in charge. She's in charge of the Avengers when they get back. What's left of it, but she could leave after Infinity War and and go go deal with that. I mean, yeah, totally. I hadn't even I hadn't even really considered that. Yeah. But I expect like, um, you know, Loki's going to be out in space. Thor is going to be out in space, but obviously Thor was affected by the blip. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, right. There's space blip you know, things. Yeah. I I think the the fallout of of that is going to affect at least the first the first wave of stories, just like it did um, um, for for Peter Parker, right? right. In in Spider Man Homecoming. Right. Um, yeah. Yes, I guess so we and, did we did deal with it a little bit with the Spider Man, like, but they. They basically almost said most of the whole cast was just blipped. So they didn't really give us a whole lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Like and you home. have, you know, you have the potential of, you know, characters that didn't age five years yeah. or, you know, yeah. characters that didn't, you know, they did this and then they had to, it could be just subtle throwaway stuff or it could be major, um, uh, you know, large impact uh, uh, character development. Like, well, I mean, what if they talk about, I mean, it's going to obviously impact whatever happens with Hawkeye, I would guess. Right. Like he was Ronan during that time Mm -hmm. and kind of went crazy and off the reservation. And now he's back and he can't, I don't think you can just go back into um, like normal life with your family when you became like this big murderer guy. Right. During the time, you know, and who knows, maybe he, it didn't happen, but, well, that we know of, but you know, characters could like were married or had a relationship, and then mm-hmm. two years later, they finally healed and moved on and found someone else, and then now their loved married ones are right back. You know, the yeah. that you know, Marvel could have just totally just passed this off and just said whatever. It's a it's a comic book movie. We're just moving on. But the fact that 
in this last episode of WandaVision, they they gave us a moment where Monica Rambeau had to deal with the loss of her mom in that time. Yeah. They they yeah. they clearly want you to think more that this if, about this time period is not just this like comic booky. Oh well, we're it was just a thing moving on, no big deal. Yeah. You know. Well, it's time travel. They they turned it back. It's the it's the thing after Infinity War that people were like, "Oh, this is lame. Too many people died, so you know they're going to just undo it in some yeah. way." And they did, but they did it in a way that <laughs> has a lot of side effects. Yeah. What 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 a, what a neat thing. I I I've said for the last I I said this. I remember my first time saying this was when um Lord of the Rings came out. I remember thinking, "Man, I'm I am just glad that I made it to be alive to see this and like X-Men and <laughs> Spider-Man come to the thing and be good. Right. Right and, right. and I keep saying that all the time. I'm, I'm really, really, it's really, really fun to be able to have a time of entertainment where you can have superheroes in spandex and cool outfits and then have the nerdy, the nerdy uh, conversations that we always had as super comic book nerds. When we get together, we talk about, well, what, what do you think would happen then? And, but we get to see it like with really good mm-hmm. acting and really good writing and good yeah. cinematography. Um, that's real. It's just so much fun, you know, to to yeah. actually see that that nerdy stuff happen. And hopefully, it'll go on for a lot longer. You know, I I I I know that people oh. were talking for a while there about it's going to end, right? Super comic book things will end, but I think it's here to stay, right? Maybe not. Maybe not end. I think we were in a big, uh, like a boom of comic book movies to the point where. Anybody who wasn't a a fan, like anybody who was on the fence or casual or whatever was like getting fatigued, right? Like, boy, we're getting, you know, one to two Marvel movies a year, plus a Warner Brothers movies movie every other year, plus X-Men is still going on. Mm-hmm. Like, just, it's too much. Well, it was know, nice that... It's nice that we had this like pandemic thing that helped slow that all down for us. Slow everything down, yeah. That's yeah. convenient. Very convenient for it for things. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're moving on to next week. Uh, we've got to, a couple shows that we wanted to watch. Uh, I want to bring back. We didn't really mention this, but I want to bring it back. Um, okay. You and your family, you had texted me or messaged me like we're going to watch a show that's coming out with Tom Hanks, and uh, you were yeah. talking about watching that for this week, but. I didn't get to watch it. I don't know. We didn't really mention it, but I'd like us to watch that. Like we haven't seen it yet either. I think we were waiting for everybody to be home on the same night because it's one that you have to rent. Oh Um, yeah. Right. Cause it's brand new. Isn't it, Uh, isn't it a uh, HBO, whatever they max thing or is it not? I don't think so, but it might be. Yeah. I know it's a, my, my HBO is still active. So yeah, um, maybe maybe not. I'm not sure, but I, 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 you mentioned it. And I remember kind of seeing a picture and then I went and watched the trailer and I was like, oh yeah, this is a good call. I think I kind of want to watch this. So mm-hmm. what, what's the name of that? Do we, do we have a name? Uh, News of the World, I yeah. believe it's called. News of the World. So we'll watch that for next week. And what else? We were talking about something else we were going to watch. Um, so I, I, on my drive to and from Bloomington, I caught up on a bunch of my podcasts and heard them kind of name drop some movies. And there's an old uh quote unquote classic that launched a handful of careers in the mid nineties called swingers mm-hmm. uh, that I think might be interesting to watch unless you want to watch the big short, like everybody else is doing after in the wake of this uh, <laughs> right. GameStop thing. I, I, uh, I do need to watch that show. Cause I will talk. Maybe we can talk next week about that whole GameStop thing, but um, that, that movie kept coming up in the, all the articles and 
Right. And I've never seen it. I, you know, but, but honestly though, I'm glad you brought up the, the swingers movie because it's to my embarrassment, one of my movie embarrassments that I, I haven't seen that show and I hear people yeah. reference it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we should, we should probably watch that. I mean, it's funny. We went to this whole, uh, 200 movie or hundred movie list thing and for two years and we didn't even mention it or hear it mentioned or talk about it, but everybody else mentions it and it does have all these actors in it. So yeah, mm-hmm. let's watch that. Mm-hmm. We'll watch, watch that one. All right, cool. And then we're, we might talk about the stand next week or we might just wait until the whole show is done and talk about it in, 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 in its entirety. A holistic way. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe we'll do one conversation before the finale and then, What's, what's going to happen, man? Bullshit. What's going to happen? Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. With the dark man. I yeah. saw Skarsgård. What did I see him in? He was in the show with um, uh, the other vampires. He was a vampire person. and No, I know. I mean, that's where I saw him first was in True Blood. But he... True Blood, that's it. I, I just saw him in a trailer, in a movie. Hmm. Oh, oh wait, gonna, you're right. I think I did too. Holy cow! Is he, is he in this show? Where is he in Winks? No, or it's yeah, either no, he's in gonna... he's he's in that Fate show, or he's in the 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 news one. Maybe he's in the news one. Maybe he's in. News oh my World. gosh! Why, why, I know I saw him, and I was thinking like, oh, we I, just, I just an, watched I, him, and in... I know we're almost done here, but oh, he's in Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, there we go. Okay, we saw I my trailer. Our friends are talking about that, like, oh, who would win a fight? Like, how is how is King Kong any kind of a match for Godzilla? And then, you you know, I watched the trailer, and I'm like, well, okay, they made Kong much bigger than he normally is. Like, he yeah, and way Godzilla are about the same size. So there's that, plus thumbs. So, yes, I know there's, <laughs> yeah, there's nukes and laser breath and stuff, but he has thumbs, so he can use tools. He's got a big axe like Thor has in... Uh, in Endgame, so right. you know maybe then of course that's that whole dumb uh, <laughs> summer blockbuster debate kind of thing but i watched that trailer and i saw him and i'm like oh man uh um he might be able to stand a chance maybe right <laughs> yeah what uh, uh boy, that, looks had, I, that looks fun i'm, I had I'm his looking character forward to name that i had his character name right on the tip of my tongue uh eric northman Oh man! I was gonna say, man, Eric Northman is getting all kinds of acting roles these days. Yeah, right. Because he's well, in mean, the stand, and his dad, his dad's uh, in the MCU, so maybe right. he'll, he'll show right. up. See the same? See the same one who was in the the dragon tattoo movies? Oh, I'm not sure if I I've seen that one, but I I don't remember. I don't I don't remember much about there's it. There's a there's a family of Skarsgård family has a handful of actors. Yeah, so. they, they they do, and they're and they're all. Pretty good, actually. So, yeah. yeah, good on them. Okay, cool, man. I think we got it. All right, we we did it. Saved all those lives. Saved all the lives. Well, you've been listening to the front porch. This is episode one hundred and eighty. Special thanks to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Um, I mentioned it in the middle of the show. We do have another podcast that I, to my shame, have not updated in probably several months now but uh it's called klingons and dragons it's a star trek adventures role-playing podcast if you've not listened to that maybe check it out but not with kids around there's a lot of swearing swearing uh if you have uh comments or feedback for us suggestions for classic movies that our poster did not cover or 
maybe just classics to you that you think we would enjoy or have good conversation about, you can reach us via email. That address is frontporchpod at gmail.com or go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com and use the contact forms there to reach out. Uh, if you enjoy the, the, fro- the ooh, boy. Okay. if you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing at all the places, Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcast. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.